The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Somebody say, Father, I thank you for more and more. And I thank you for uncommon favor for this season, in this month. Thank you, Lord, that I move forward, I advance, I take new territories, I gain new possessions in the name of Jesus. Somebody give him a praise, give him a praise, give him a praise. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. How many of you feel charged up? I, I, I feel that. Glory be to God. Like I said, we're going to be taking time like this. About 20 minutes or thereabouts, just after we worship, we'll just pray again to stir ourselves up as we get into the teaching tonight. I know we are coming from different places, and this is Lagos. Only God knows how your day has been. Amen. But when you are fired up again and you are stirred up again, you are ready to go. Hallelujah. Let me tell a neighbor, I'm ready to go. And I'm ready to receive all that God has for me this season in Jesus' name. Give a neighbor a high five. Let's come together and then you can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are getting set for the Lagos Supernatural Convention. Hallelujah. And we want to use our next few midweek services to just prepare ourselves. Hallelujah. Tap your neighbor for me and ask that neighbor, are you ready for what God is set to do? Again, if you've not marked your calendar, it's June 1st to 4th. It's going to be four days in the supernatural. Um, we are starting Thursday evening, so please, if you need to clear your schedule, um, get some time off work or leave office early that day. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be giving you more, day, more details um, this weekend, this week, this weekend, but we are getting set. Hallelujah. And we want to talk about the flow of the Spirit. As I was praying and preparing, God just dropped this thing in my heart. The, the flow of the Spirit. We're going to get into what God has in, um, in store for us. And it takes us um, flowing with the Spirit, moving with the Spirit. Experiencing the Spirit of God on the frequency God wants us to experience Him. Hallelujah. And I just want to kick off um, a series of teachings along that line starting tonight. Let's pray. Father, send your word to us. Precious Holy Spirit, we look to you once again to prepare us for what God has prepared for us. To stir our hearts again and to bring us into the fullness of what God has ordained for us this season. Open our ears, open our eyes, touch our hearts once again. And let us be all that you have ordained for us to be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every born-again child of God carries within him the precious Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. If you don't have the Spirit, like the Scripture says, you are not of Christ. You are not born again. And that is not in dispute. And we don't have to start wondering whether a believer carries the Spirit or not. What we need to work with for believers is how to experience what the Spirit offers us. That is really the challenge for every Christian. 
how to experience what the Spirit carries for us. And it's a very, very interesting dynamic because there is no limit to how much of the Holy Spirit as believers we can experience. What do I mean by that? Even if you've tasted the level of the Spirit, you can really go to another level and go much more. No matter how much you've tasted, no matter what you've seen, no matter how much of his power, how much of his wisdom you're operating in, you can always go for more. Amen. That's why Apostle Paul wrote to us and told us to forget about the past. He said, this one thing I do in Philippians chapter 3. This one thing I do. This is my secret. And this is a man that wrote most of the New Testament. So you can imagine how much of the spirit he had engaged in. I forget the past. I forget the past. All the miracles I've seen, all the breakthroughs I've seen, all the epistles and the revelation I've seen. And I press that I may lay hold. I may apprehend that for which Christ apprehended me. Hallelujah. So I want to start by encouraging you tonight, when we start talking about a new season, or when we bring a new word from God, when we put a new challenge for the people of God, that's really what we are trying to get you to do. It's not necessarily about telling you something you have not heard before. It's about encouraging you to reach for a depth in God that you have not experienced before. Are you hearing me tonight? A depth in God that you have not experienced before. And that's why understanding this concept of the flow of the Spirit is very, very important. For the Spirit to have His way and to make the impact that God ordained for Him to have in the life of the believer, the, the, the Spirit must flow. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. It's interesting um, the kind of symbols the Bible uses to describe the Holy Spirit to us in scriptures. And like I've said over and over again, God will always use simple, natural things to communicate abstract spiritual things to us. And I want you to just, for our discussion tonight, to look at three powerful symbols as we are talking about the flow of the Spirit. Because what you and I need to go to that next depth or that next dimension, that thing that Paul said, I want to apprehend that for which Christ apprehended me. I'm forgetting what I've seen. I'm not coming to a place where ah, I've done all God wants me to do. No, there's more in God. That process of apprehending, going to that next level, is about allowing the Spirit of God to flow much more inside of you. Somebody say flow. So I'm sure you know the Bible refers to the Holy Spirit. I want to quickly explore three symbols. And all, one of the things all these three have in, have in common is that they, they operate through a process of flowing. The first symbol I want you to look at tonight is the symbol of rain. Somebody say rain. And the scripture uses the spirit or the operations of the spirit um, we looked at it in the Bible yesterday in the prophecy of Joel and several other prophecies. He said, be glad then, you children of God, that God will give you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in one month, in the first month. And we know he was referring to the Holy Spirit and he went on to tell us, we read that last Sunday, telling you what to expect. All the things that will happen 
when the rain begins to flow, it's a flow of rain. And when it begins to pour, so so and so we happen. And we said last Sunday, Apostle Paul said in the upper room, when that happened, said, no, this is what Prophet Joel talked about. That God will pour out his Holy Spirit. And how did he describe it? He said the Spirit will come like rain, the former rain and the latter rain. Hallelujah. So for you to, please hear me very well. I'm going to, be, I mean, the way God shared me, I'm going to teach you those very simple things. Please watch this. For us to experience more of the Holy Spirit, whether we are talking about more and more this month, whether it's more prosperity you want, the prophecy of Joel talked about that, whether it's more power you are talking about, whether it's more wisdom, more grace, more peace. Are you worried? Are you anxious? Has something happened that is getting you? You are panicking. You need more peace. You need to trust God for a flow of the Spirit. And one of the things you can pray for and believe God for, and you can say it in your prayers, Lord, let your favor come upon me like rain. We all can relate with physical rain. Hallelujah. You can relate with that experience. And this is how God, I want, you to, I want us to do our study tonight. It's very, very simple. Please watch this. All these symbols, I'm going to look at three Symbols with you. The first one is rain. All of them, because it works like a flow, and the Holy Spirit moves in our life like a flow, and you, you, you know how things flow, whether it's rain we are talking about or any other thing that flows, it can be stopped. So the flow of the Spirit in the life of a believer can be stopped just like rain can be stopped. Hallelujah. In the natural, what happens when rain is stopped? It's a drought. So that's how many people's lives are, spiritually speaking. No rain is pouring. It's like the heavens have been closed. It's like a drought. It may be in their business. It may be in their spiritual life. It may be in their marriage. It may, it may be anything. So a time like this, Particularly if you think that's what's happened to you or you look around your life and it feels that way, you can believe God for rain and you pray for rain. Just like we did in just a few minutes like we did tonight. Lord, rain favor upon me and believe God for it. And we have teachings in scripture, stories recorded in scripture that tell us what happened in the days of Elijah. That was the situation. There was no rain for three and a half years. What stopped the flow of God for them in that generation? Go with me because of time. James chapter 5, very quickly. This was the summary in the New Testament. James 5, let's read from verse 16 like we are saying, and you see the place of us praying for it. Confess your trespass to one another, Pray for one another that you may be healed. So he's encouraging us to pray and he's encouraging us to pray for one another. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Avails much. And he now told us about Elijah. Elijah was a man with nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. 
And you know the story. If you read the story in First Kings, God, because the people, and this, look at what stops the flow. Please watch this very carefully. What caused the obstruction of the flow? It was because of the sin of the people. They had sinned or they were living in sin and they had backslidden from God and God wanted to get their attention and God got their attention by stopping the flow of his grace, of his mercy. And that's what that physical, natural drought represented. It wasn't just in the days of Elijah, so many stories. You, you, that pattern was in the Old Testament. But look how the Bible said it's, first of all, the way it started, God told Elijah to prophesy. And then God also told him to prophesy. And then for the rain to start coming. So he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain for three and a half years. Three years and six months. And then he prayed again. Hallelujah. And the heaven gave rain. Glory be to God. And the earth produced its fruit. Hallelujah. God will give you rain this season. God will rain favor over your life. God will rain prosperity over your life. God will rain peace over your life. See, these are the things that the flow of the Spirit generates in us. But what this scripture is telling us, and what the story of Elijah is telling us, is that you can activate it. For I love the story of Elijah particularly. He prayed that there would be no rain. So it was a divinely um, instrumented drought. They had flow with God before because they were, at least what is living in sin and backsliding or backsliding, God brought a drought to cut off the flow. Now let's bring it to us New Testament, New Testament believers. We don't have a sin problem as they do. It doesn't mean you cannot sin or you cannot live in sin. But our story has changed dramatically in the New Testament because Christ has borne our own sin for us. In fact, please watch this carefully. This is so important and this is where we are talking about the flow of the Spirit. For you and I New Testament folks, we should not be burdened or worried. This is what the Bible teaches us, and I'm going to show you quickly from Romans chapter 8. Ah, have I sinned? Have I told a lie? Have I done something I should have done? No, th th that's not our own problem. What we should train Christians to do is, instead of being sin conscious, we should train you to be what? Righteousness conscious. And that's where I want to go tonight, talking about this first operation of the flow of the Spirit. If you are a believer that you are not conscious of your righteousness. When you get up in the morning, the way you are programmed to think and to talk is that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sin has no dominion over me. Even when you make a mistake and you sin, or you find yourself doing something wrong, you must be so trained and developed to respond. Because the sin is not your problem any longer. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me this morning? I mean this evening. This thing is not your problem. And you need to have that understanding because sin can cut off the flow of the spirit. Or in your own case and my own case, sin consciousness. Guilt consciousness. Inferiority consciousness. All these negative things that come out of sin nature 
that is no longer your Lord, no longer your boss, no longer has dominion over you. Glory be to God. Romans 8 from verse 1, very quickly once again this evening. There is therefore now no condemnation. Somebody shout no condemnation. Ah, I'm not hearing you this evening. Shout no condemnation. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. And I, I wish I had time. I don't want to read the whole chapter. But what Paul was telling them was that, really in summary, if you walk in righteousness consciousness, which is this no condemnation consciousness that he's talking about, you will actually activate the flow of the Spirit. Because one of the major things that hinders the flow of the Spirit, that will bring a drought, a cut off, because it's supposed to flow, is sin. And that's why he said in verse 11, let me read verse 10, he said, if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Can you help me tap in the and say sin is not your problem? Train yourself to be righteousness conscious. He said your body is dead because of sin. Hallelujah. But your spirit is what? Is life or alive because of what? Righteousness. And what is he talking about? Verse 11 gives us a clearer picture. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will what? Give life to your mortal body through the spirit that dwells in you. It's another way of saying if you are conscious of your righteousness rather than being conscious of sin, the spirit will always be activated in you. And you will it's almost automatic, activate the flow of God's spirit. There will always be over your life release of rain from time to time. Just by walking in righteousness. Righteousness, consciousness. Righteousness, consciousness. Even when you sin, if you know how to respond with, I'm no longer condemned because I'm in Christ Jesus, Christ now dwells in me. Sin no longer has dominion over me. And you know, if we really had time, if you study, Paul said talking about this overcoming sin thing from Romans chapter 5. It says, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. And he was talking to people that, when, if we say, it's not that they were not practicing sin. No, he was teaching us how to overcome the practice of sin. Hallelujah. And it just has to do with the mentality you have. The renewal of the mind you have. But what I want you to see is that all what this thing is pointing you to and bringing you to a place where there will always be a rain. Glory be to God. Particularly if you know how to pray for it and activate it. The believer that is righteousness conscious, God loves me, God favors me, God is kind towards me, God is merciful towards me, he is programmed and positioned to always be experiencing the reign of the spirit upon his life season after season, particularly if he prays, hallelujah, because he has taken away what obstructs the flow. Am I making sense to somebody this evening? Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say, Heavenly Father, 
let the reign of your power, the reign of your favor, the reign of your riches fall abundantly over my life this season in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Learn to talk like that and pray like that. And expect like that. When you come to church and it's declared, it's a time. In fact, the, all the supernatural apostolic meetings, Dr. K is having, and that's why I'm starting with this one. He has themed it rain. Pray for rain. Believe God for rain. And understand what can block away the flow of rain. Sin consciousness. Sin consciousness. The believer that is more focused and more burdened and worried about sin and guilt and worries rather than embracing the fact that God loves me, I am in right standing with God, God favors me. Just thinking about, put one believer on this side. This one is saying, ah, if I do something wrong, God will not protect me this week. And this one is saying, when he wakes up, he's like, I'm loved by God. I'm favored by God. If rain falls, who do you think he's going to touch? <laughs> Talk to me. So Indian and I were talking with that day. She said, let's even borrow our self-sense. Borrow your self-sense this afternoon. I mean, just, it's, it's a, because, see, the flow of the spirit is guaranteed to the believer. But what obstructs the flow? All the symbols, the three symbols I want us to discuss tonight, something can obstruct. The, that's the thing about the flow. It, the flow can be obstructed. And when there is drought, and that thing can be triggered by sin consciousness for the new creation, praise God forevermore. Quickly, let me move to the second symbol that we know that the Bible uses to refer to the Holy Spirit. So number one is rain. Declare with me this season, abundance of rain. Say like the prophecy said, both the former rain and the latter rain will fall upon my life in the first month. Hallelujah. That's like one month, one season. One season. Look, one major breakthrough from God can set you for a long time. David did not have to kill a second Goliath in that year. That, in fact, he didn't have to kill a Goliath for the rest of his life. He had other battles. So. <laughs> I always like to say, that year that he killed Goliath, do you think David had a good year? Praise God. Learn to live with a consciousness of your righteousness. It will help you to walk in the flow of the Spirit. Walk in the flow of the Spirit. Number two symbol we know, and Jesus taught this one, John 7, 37. It described the Holy Spirit like a river. And the power of the river is, is a flow. John 7, let, let's read that text again. John 7, 37. Hallelujah. Again, we won't have the time. But you go back as far as chapter 5. Jesus was in a heated argument with the Jews. They were going back and forth. Several days. He had been teaching them. Things had been going. We won't have the time to go into the history. But he now told them, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. John 7, reading from verse 37. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart will flow. Somebody flow. 
Somebody say flow. It's so important that the spirit must flow. Hallelujah. The, the operations of the spirit in our lives, um, we read in the prophecy of Ezekiel, God gave them this picture of river, a, a river flowing from the temple. And the further the river flowed from the temple, it got deeper and deeper. You, you walk for a while, it's like ankle, you go further, knee and all that. And the power in that river, I mean, we, we studied this before, in the temple there was no miracle happening. There was no dead things coming back to life. But by the time you got to the point where it was now like a river that you could not walk in, you had to swim in, it now had the same river. But what was the difference? One was really flowing. In the temple, it was like stagnant waters. In fact, not far from the temple, it was still like stagnant waters, but there were no miracles there. It's the same thing about rain. If there's a drought, if the clouds are full and they don't release rain over your life and there is no flow, the potency of that rain and the power of what it carries, the farmer will not experience it. Hallelujah. When God gave Elijah the word and he said there will be no rain for three and a half years, the earth did not bring its increase. But when the word came that the rain should fall and the water flowed, Glory be to God. The earth brought its increase. The same thing with the river. Hallelujah. And we can pray for a flow of the river. I hope you are joining us this Saturday for six hours of prayer that we have scheduled. We are starting early, 7 a.m. We want to start early, so please set your alarm, get up early, try and leave your house for six or thereabout, join us. You, you can pray for it to flow. You can pray for the rain to fall. You can pray for the river to flow. And that's what Jesus was discussing with them here. Out of your belly will flow. It's inside your belly, but it's stagnant in your belly. You need it to flow. And he's not talking about a physical river. Verse 39 told us, this is spoke concerning the spirit. He was using something these people understood very well. These were farming people. And that's why God spoke to them using symbols like rain and river. They knew the, the thing needed to flow. So when things are not the way you want them to be, and all of us go through things like this from time to time in our life, believe God for a flow. Look, some of us, what we need is wisdom. Am I talking to somebody tonight? In fact, we can even say all of us, all we need is what? Wisdom, because wisdom is the principal thing. That wisdom, the Holy Ghost carries it. But that wisdom can only be tapped into and activated when the Spirit is flowing like a river. Now, just like rain, the flow of a river can be stopped. You can damn the flow of a river. And that's really what Jesus was dealing with these Jewish people here. They had damned the flow. Particularly people in his hometown, remember what, when he went there? They had damned the flow. And that's why I told them that, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. People came to Jesus, so people got healed. Their needs were met. Their dead was raised. Their sicknesses were healed. But some people did not come. 
because they had dammed the flow. They wanted to kill him. If you read the previous chapter, this, this woman was talking to her. They wanted to kill him. And when, particularly when he went to his hometown. So for, for us, what, is, what can dam the flow? What's one thing that can stop the flow of a river? What can we liken it to? From scriptures, I always say let the Bible interpret the Bible for us. So we saw in the days of Elijah, the rain did not fall because of their sin. And when God was able to get them to change their ways and turn them around, the rain started falling. For us, it's simply a matter of righteousness, consciousness. Because the blood of Jesus has taken care of our own sin. Past, present, and future. Hello. Just be conscious of that. Consciousness of that. If you are conscious of that and you believe God for rain will fall, favor will fall, hallelujah. Particularly in the time of the latter rain. In the set time of your favor. But look, what, what, what can damn the flow of a river? And I want us to look at the experience Jesus had with these people. One thing that can also hinder the flow of the spirit in a believer's life is a lack of honor. Lack of honor. And I want to be very specific. You see, we can talk about sin and iniquity and many variations of it because it's not just a matter of I stole somebody's money and I told a lie. It also stretches into things like inferiority complex, self-guilt and self-condemnation because all those things come from you not just realizing that you are now the righteousness of God Talk to me, somebody, in Christ Jesus. You are not talking like someone that God has made right. You are not thinking like someone that God has made right. You are not acting like someone that knows that God has your back. God favors you. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same way someone can be living, and I'm really talking about primarily dishonor towards God, and that's what these people had, and it, it was coming from a place of unbelief. He came to his hometown, and these people that he was having this discussion with in John chapter 7, they wanted to kill him. They did not believe him. The people in his hometown said that, ah, is this not the carpenter? Is this not Mary's son? There just wasn't honor. When we do not honor God's word, do not honor God's spirit. Please let me bring this to where you are. Do not honor God's prophecy and God's word to us. Believe the Lord your God, you will be established. Believe his prophet. When God sends a word towards you and you don't honor it by not believing it. Ah, they said God will show me mercy. Uh, I'm still waiting for God to show me mercy. That attitude of lack of honor, please hear me and hear me very well. It damns the flow of the spirit. Somebody say the flow of the spirit. And you need the flow of the spirit. You need the flow of the spirit. Glory be to God. Am I talking to us? Hallelujah. Flow. Watch out for dishonor. Watch out for unbelief. 
how you treat men of God is very important, even in our generation. How you treat your spouse, if you are married, is very important. How you treat your boss at work, your colleagues at work. Just live a life of honor. Be, be conscious of the fact that as a believer, this is the core of the teaching tonight. This is what I want you to really grasp tonight. You carry the Holy Spirit. You carry, be conscious of it, but carrying the Holy Spirit is not enough. We need him to flow like rain pouring from heaven. We need him to flow like a river, a mighty river. And a flow can be blocked. It can be obstructed. This honor obstructs the flow of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Many times we read and we quote Proverbs 3 a lot when we give offerings in church. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase. So shall your bands be what filled with plenty. Your vats what she will do what overflow. You see that flow can be blocked when honor is missing. Hallelujah. Let's do the third one and then we close tonight. Is somebody getting something? Some. Um, hallelujah. Let me just pick up the text. Some, I want to re- read a text to, to get this one out. Because there are so many things I want to read you. This Psalm 92. This is the third symbol that we very, very common. So again, we don't have to do too much Bible exegesis. The third symbol we see that the Bible uses to describe the Holy Spirit is oil. Oil to flows. Like rain flows for you to walk. <laughs> have you watched sci-fi movies before? Where or the rain was supposed to fall and it just stopped in the air like that. It's not flowing. You know you're in trouble. <laughs> Or there's a river, it's flowing from the mountain there, and before it gets to your village, they have dammed the river. And the government has now channeled the water to do it. You know, the, the people down there, it's, the flow has been what? The same thing with oil, oil flows. So, Psalm 92, God was, um, or David was saying, My horn, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. And when fresh oil comes, read with me from verse 12, the righteous will flourish. Does somebody want to flourish this season? Sir, you need the Holy Spirit to flow like oil. Like oil. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Does somebody want to grow this year? Would you like to grow this year? Hallelujah. Those that can be, that, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in his courts. They shall, 
bear fruit in old age. I know many of us don't consider ourselves old, but let's live out the old age and let's focus on the fruitfulness. Now, both of them are important. I know when you start hitting 60, 70, scriptures like this will start making sense to you. And I know because perhaps you are 30, 40 now, when they say old, they are not talking to me. But when we say fruitfulness, are we talking to you? <laughs> Come on, talk to me, somebody. <laughs> fruitfulness. It's a matter of the oil flowing. Hallelujah. Look at this other text, very similar to this one. Um, when God said, he anointed my servant David. I want, I want to look at that text again. Actually, that was even the text I wanted to read. I, I, I typed the wrong one. I think that's Psalm 78. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Amen, 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 amen. Psalm 89, not 78. Hallelujah. From verse 20. I found my servant David. Please watch this, watch this. Let, while it's so important that we... we the message God gave me, what God told me to share with us tonight is, it's so important. He said, tell the church, it's so important. And this is as we build towards supernatural. It's so important that everybody invests in having a flow of the Spirit in their lives. For that next thing, for something greater, it, it, it must flow, flow. And the key is to remove what is obstructing the flow? You need to self-inspect um, yourself. What, what's, am, am I living in sin consciousness? Am I living with guilt and condemnation, inferiority? And if you are like that, go to Romans chapter 8 and deal with that. Am I walking in dishonor, consciously, unconsciously? Learn from the people that could not receive. I mean... Why would Jesus come to your house and you can't receive? Even the sinner on the cross received from him. But well, uh, there, are, there are two sinners. One did not receive, one received. One honored him, one did not honor him. It didn't require them to be holy. It didn't require them to be righteous. It didn't require them to have lived right. They only needed to just honor him. The same thing with oil. So God said, with my oil, I've anointed him. And quickly again, when the oil begins to flow, and David's life is just a perfect example. With whom my hand shall be established. Would you love God's hand to establish your life? Establish your marriage, establish your career. Flow of the Spirit. The enemy shall not outwit him. Hallelujah. When the Spirit is flowing... The enemy will not be able, it's not that the enemy will not try. You will always just come out on top. Praise God. Can I give you a premiership example? Or oh, a son only? Like nobody can outwit Manchester City now. They're just beating everybody. It was us now before, but it looks like they've started outwitting them. <laughs> but when you have the flow of the spirit, you, you will always win. Not that there will be no challenges, so, but what? The enemy shall not outwit him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. 
I will beat down his flows, his foes before his face. Who is interested in God fighting their battles for them? Flow of the Spirit. You, you can read the whole chapter, you will see all the things that happens and tie it out to all the other examples I've given. When the rain falls, when there's no drought, all the things that will happen, flow of the Spirit. When the river flows, all the things that can happen, flow of the Spirit. When the oil, fresh oil, flows, the things that can happen, flow of the Spirit. Now, just like the rain can be stopped by a drought, and the river can be stopped by something obstructing its flow, oil too can be stopped. The flow of oil. Two major ways we see in Scripture... And that, 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 that text that we first read, when it said fresh oil, you need to maintain freshness. Those of you that have cars know what I'm taking. You have to take your car in for servicing. The natural example is good. Women that cook in the kitchen, after a while, are you still using the oil you used to cook? I mean, you know, let me give you an example of frying plantain. Back in the day when we used to use plenty of oil, now we are health conscious now. We had little, but back in the day, that oil can stay in that frying pan for two weeks, three weeks. But after a while, talk to me. You need fresh oil. So it's okay for us to come and pray from time to time, God, pour your rain on us. Thank God for the rain we got in January. Thank God for the rain we had three months. But we need what? Fresh oil. Hallelujah. What stops the flow of oil? Hmm? What stops the flow of oil? Look at what this scripture again. Let's allow the Bible to help us. Uh, let's allow the Bible to help us. Psalm 133, and we'll close here. Our time is gone. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to do what? Dwell together in unity. What is it like? It is like what? Precious oil. Upon the head, but the oil is flowing. It just doesn't stay on the head. It's running down the bed. That, that's flowing oil. It's running down the edges of the skirts. It is flowing. It's like the dew on Mount Hammon. So when the snow falls or the dew falls, it flows. It doesn't stay on top. Look, if the dew or rain stays on top of the mountain, the villagers at the bottom of the mountain, their crops will die. Hello. So it must what? Flow. Whether it's rain we are talking about or river we are talking about or oil. The, the spirit must flow in our lives, in our hearts, in our church. We must be moved by the spirit, stirred by the spirit, motivated by the spirit. It must flow. And the main thing to do it is prayer. Asking for it. Hallelujah. It's like the dew of mount descending upon the mountains of Zion for there, glory be to God, there where, there where the oil is flowing, God commands the blessing, even life forevermore. What is hindering the flow of the oil here? He said, when brethren dwell in unity, no strife. Strife will strangle the flow. It will obstruct the flow. No bitterness with your brethren. No unforgiveness. 
It's important that you walk in love, you walk in unity, you maintain the peace. And I'm not just talking church folks, colleagues at work, siblings at home, extended family members. Ah, it hurts me. Love him from a distance because you need a flow. Hallelujah. He's, you can't like everybody that is around your life. I, 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 hello, somebody. But you can walk in unity and peace and love with everybody because it's a choice. And you now have a reason why you don't want strife in your camp. See, Abraham understood it. Ah, hey, Lord, look, we, we can't, we have a good thing going here. God has commanded a blessing, even life forevermore. Watch, watch how developed Abraham was there. This Old Testament guy. Abraham wasn't fighting Lot. Abraham's men and Lot's men were quarreling. Ah, no, no, no strife. My men, I don't want your men and my men to fight. And this is the price I'm willing to pay. Look everywhere. Choose the one you want. It's not about the location. It's about the flow. I need the flow. They won't have called the Holy Spirit. They didn't know Holy Spirit in these days. But he understood the flow. No strife. And to show that he loved him. I know some of us. Let me use also BNB. You know, Abraham, Lord chose New York and left him in Saleko. Then he now went and God now helped you. Your Saleko became Banana Island. Then what now came? They have captured Lot in New York. How many of you will go to New York to go and rescue him? <laughs> Do you know you can think of very good reasons why we should not go? Ah, my wife's birthday is next month. We can't travel at this time. Harvest is coming two months later. We can't travel. This is not a time for war. We'll pray for him. We'll pray for him. But Abraham understood I need to walk in. I, I can't, it's not about what Lord did or what, what Lord did not do. I must maintain the flow. And he left everything and went to get Lot. And you follow the story, Lot's rascal. The guy didn't change you. But that's story for another day. <laughs> Come on, rise on your feet, lift your hands. Say with me, Holy Spirit. I need your flow. Come on, let somebody lift your voice. Say, Holy Spirit, I need your flow to experience more, to experience favor, to experience miracles, and everything you have ordained for me this season. Let every hindrance, every form of bitterness, every form of dishonor and unbelief, every form of, of sin consciousness, let anything that will hinder the flow be taken away from my life right now in the name of Jesus. Can you just take a couple of minutes to pray in the Holy Ghost? Let God meet you where you are. Let God meet you where you are. There are things all of us need to deal with. Satan can't stop the Holy Ghost from living and dwelling in a believer. But it can bring obstacles your way. It can bring a lot brother to annoy you. Someone that should have loved you that has ended up hurting you. And you are the one he's targeting you because he wants you to cultivate strife. Because you don't have an understanding of the flow of the spirit. But God has helped somebody tonight. Forgive the Lord. Let's just forgive Lot. Forgive Lot. Forgive him.
strife will hinder the flow of the oil. It could be a colleague at work or even a boss at work said something in a meeting or they've been doing this thing for the last six months. It's now clear to everybody that person doesn't like you. They are not interested in your promotion and your progress. Please come to a level of understanding tonight. The flow of the Spirit is more important. Choose love. Choose forgiveness. Choose love. Choose forgiveness. Somebody choose righteousness, consciousness. Over sin, consciousness, or inferiority and guilt and shame. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Embrace that day by day. Embrace that God loves you. God loves you. Choose honor and faith over dishonor or unbelief. Choose to believe the Lord your God. Choose to believe his word. Choose to believe his prophet. Ah, you will be established and you will prosper. Dishonor hinders the flow. Lord, tonight, let anything that hinders the flow of your spirit be taken away. Rain on us, Holy Spirit. Flow out of our bellies like river, rivers of living water. Come upon us like fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. Let there be a flow, let there be a flow for the next level, for the next breakthrough, for the next testimony. For the, for the new place you are taking us into, let there be a flow. In our businesses, a flow in our marriages, a flow in our homes, a flow in our spiritual lives, a flow financially. Let the Spirit have His way. Ah, Yakasa, one more minute. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. One more minute. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. You have the Holy Spirit. Activate the flow. Oh, Yakata, you can bring the drought over your life to an end this season. You can bring the dryness to an end. Activate the flow. Activate the flow. Remove the obstacles and activate the flow. Activate the flow. In the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.